Hey y'all, I'm Sinclair. And I'm John. We're with Mystical Heart Collective and this is the Psychedelic Integration Podcast. We're super excited to be coming today with part two of our two-part Thank You Plant Medicine series in which we each share our personal stories of how plant medicine changed our lives. And today we're going to talk about John Steiner. John Steiner, everyone. <laughs> I'm a big fan of John Steiner. <laughs> John Steiner is my favorite. Um, and last week we went into my own personal story of, of Thank You Plant Medicine. And just to give you a reminder, in case you don't know, Thank You Plant Medicine is an annual day of gratitude for plant medicine. And it it's a kind of a worldwide movement that is, you can find out about it more by looking at the hashtag, thank you plant medicine. And it's designed to help people come together, celebrate how these beautiful teachers have changed our lives and how um, to help people encourage people to come out of the psychedelic closet and to end the stigma around around plant medicine use. And John and I are very much out of the psychedelic <laughs> closet. We, we're like, did we ever even have a closet? We don't know. <laughs> um, so today we're gonna talk about John's experience. So. We met at a plant medicine center, and can you tell us a little bit about what led you to seek healing with plant medicine? So, a little backstory: I got clean from an opiate addiction in 2010, and I, well, I started doing all of the things that I couldn't do when I was addicted. I went back to school, I started having hobbies, I mended a lot of relationships with my family and myself, and I started to go after all the um, all the worldly achievements I thought I was supposed to, right? I, like I was saying, I went back to school, I started getting a degree in what I was really passionate about at the time, which was kinesiology, exercise science, and I got really into weightlifting, and I was competing in Olympic weightlifting. And um, at right around, I guess, 2017 or so, I was, all this stuff I had been working towards was coming to a head. So I was graduating school. I had won some national medals in weightlifting. I had gotten a job coaching weightlifting. I had a partner and we moved into a house together. And I had been working towards a lot of these things for, I don't know, seven years or so. And as I started to check off all the things, I was not feeling fulfilled in the way I thought I would when I set out to achieve them. And um, I was wondering like, what, what was wrong? Like, why didn't I feel fulfilled? Why wasn't, why wasn't all these achievements satisfying me in the way I thought that they would? And um, around that time, I had a friend who was um, getting interested in LSD and I had taken some LSD when I was younger and I knew that, okay, my relationship with drugs was not good, drugs were bad, and then these were not drugs, they were some other category. And I thought... Just to let you guys know, LSD is also not a plant. Yeah, true. <laughs> so I thought, well, maybe this is showing up in my life so I can sit with some a, a psychedelic and get some new insights on like well I, I really thought I could come out of the experience feeling more grateful for 
all the things that I had in my life and could really like settle into this new chapter of my life in a better way. So did you come to the LSD with a more recreational kind of feeling or were you really looking at it as a healing tool? Well, a little bit of both. I, they say that like, well, I believe that the um, psychedelic medicines are like, they help us expand our consciousness and awareness. And I had a lot of, like, I had some profound experiences when I was younger, but I didn't have much consciousness to expand. So I felt like I had this profound experience, but it wasn't very usable for me when I was younger. So I thought, well, maybe I'm older. This will be like a way I can tap into that profound experience and find some answers to questions I had. Um, and I was also looking to have a good time. <laughs> so a little bit of both. Nice. So you came to the LSD, you had just reached this sort of pinnacle of, okay, I achieved this, I achieved this, I achieved this. You were starting to feel like you checked all these items off your bucket list, but you weren't feeling fulfilled. So yeah. what happened with the LSD experiences? Um, I got reintroduced to myself and my heart. And I found out that a lot of the things that I was working towards were other people's dreams. Mm -hmm. um, and that they really weren't like resonant with my own dreams and my own true authentic self. And as I opened this like deeper, more authentic relationship with myself, I realized that I didn't care so much about the achievements. I didn't really even believe in, I was, so I, my whole kinesiology degree was, my focus with it was to be better at coaching people to be competitive in sports. And then I realized like, I don't even really believe in competition. I believe in cooperation. <laughs> and I was like thrown for this loop that like, oh my God, all the things that I thought I cared so much about, I really don't care so much about. And I was starting to, I don't know, uncover, rediscover, okay, well, if that's true, then what is it that I care about? And what is important to me? And what direction do I want to put my time and energy in? What, in what direction do I want to aim the rest of my life? So I just want to take a moment to kind of honor that space of, I like to call it the forest fire space, where a lot of people seem to end up in this kind of space where they recognize that everything in their life is not <laughs> aligned. And it's a really, that's a really scary place to be. It's, yeah, for it sure. can be very ungrounding and it can be very like disarming, especially when you don't know what is going to happen next. So can you tell us how how did the plants find you in this in this forest fire space of you know kind of being ready to make a big shift well it was very much this like dark night of the soul experience it was like um okay like i didn't know what exactly i wanted to move towards but i knew that all these things that i had been moving towards for the past seven years were not authentic and they weren't aligned. Um, so I was like, well, in one sense I was kind of hanging on for dear life, trying to figure out like, okay, 
like what do I do when all the things that I had been doing for the past seven years no longer seem to fit. And then I was like frantically reading every book I could get my hands on, on like, I don't know, how to find meaning, right? Like this, mm -hmm. how to, um, like the spiritual journey. I was reading all these books on like spiritual practices and other people's spiritual journeys. Mm -hmm. I was trying all these different like meditation techniques and like started praying again and was like just seeking. I was seeking like, okay, if, if that's not it, then what is it? And yeah, the, the plants like, well, the, an LSD is not a plant, like you said, but the psychedelic medicine really like opened this door for me to like start questioning and finding my own answers. So I happen to have some back knowledge of, <laughs> of your story. So even though you were having this experience with the LSD, isn't it true that you were continuing to move forward in kind of, uh, in a career that you didn't necessarily know if it was right or not for you? Yeah. So I was, um, I was trying to figure out like, okay, what do I do? And what do I believe in? And like I said, I I came to the realization that I believed in cooperation. Mm -hmm. And what I liked about the coaching was like helping someone achieve something that they wanted to achieve, mm -hmm. right? They wanted to do well in whatever competition. Okay, I'm helping you achieve your goal. So I liked the helping people. So I was trying to think about like what... What do I believe in that I could help people with? So I tried a bunch of different stuff. I tried, um, I tried this job where it was like helping people with, um, like what they would call mental disorders, like people with schizophrenia and severe mm -hmm. bipolar and like, et cetera, et cetera. The service was that they went to the state for help and the state provided them with like counseling and art therapy and et cetera, et cetera, and, like a whole team of resources. And I tried this job where I would help them develop like skills in the workplace. So like talk to them about like the difficulties and the relationship they're having with the workplace and like interviewing skills and mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So I tried this, this job for a little bit and um, it wasn't a good fit. It felt very like bogged down under bureaucracy and like you weren't rules really and able like to help the people the way that you yeah there was all these rules against like connecting to them in certain ways and how, what you could and couldn't say and share and all this stuff and what it, it just wasn't a good fit so I stepped away from that and I had a lot of friends that had um, were working as firefighters and EMTs so I kind of. I looked in that as like a good placeholder while I was going to figure everything out because the place that they were working in, the county that they were working in in North Carolina, they work like 10, 24 hour shifts a month. So I thought, okay, that leaves 20, 24 hours off mm -hmm. <laughs> where I could like figure out, okay, well, what exactly do I want to do more long term? Mm -hmm. So I thought like that would be a good mm -hmm. fit. So I pursued that for a while and went through a whole application process with that and ended up getting this firefighter gig. At the same time, I was 
like kind of getting to the end of, I needed some help in my seeking, in my searching. So I was like continuing to sit with like LSD and mushrooms and I was like reintroducing marijuana into my life and like trying to figure out like, trying to use these tools to like help me figure out what it was that I wanted to do and what direction I wanted to go in, like find answers I had within myself. So how long would you say like this process between you coming out of college, having really started to understand, I have been traveling in a direction that isn't aligned for me to the point of feeling like I need, and sitting with the medicines by yourself to the point of saying, I need to go to that, a retreat. So that was like a two year process. Okay. Yeah. And, um, I really wasn't all that excited about the firefighter gig. I got this job and like on paper, again, it had everything that everyone said I should like, right? It has like health benefits and like time off and like flexibility and regular I, salary. Yeah, exactly. It felt <laughs> like, like, and I have a lot of respect to the people who do that because they're like meeting people on their worst day, mm -hmm. right? Like someone got in an accident, their house burned down. They right. like are needing to go to the hospital, like whatever it is, they're like, they're really helping people. And I really connected with that, but it didn't, it still didn't feel like aligned. So my brain was telling me like, it's checking all these boxes. Like you should be more grateful for this. You should be excited about getting this job. There was like, 600 people applying for 24 slots in this um, in this firefighter academy and like I got one of them so I should be like super excited and grateful and stoked about it and I was hoping to like go to a retreat and like get my shit together and like get on board and be excited about doing it. So you went to a plant medicine retreat to get excited about the job that you were going to take as a firefighter. Yeah, I went there for that and to like, I don't know, I felt like I had exhausted my, the resources that I knew about and exhausted the way I was sitting with psychedelics and I was hoping to get some like direction and like really, um, really like solidify this relationship with my heart with my soul and like I wanted to come out of that experience feeling like in contact with that and having this like back and forth relationship where when I felt lost I wasn't like reading a bunch of books I wasn't like taking other people's advice like I could turn inward and be like okay I have the answer I need and I know where and how to find it. So what made you choose the Ecuadorian Andes Mountains over maybe going to the jungle in Peru or somewhere else? So I was really looking for ayahuasca mm -hmm. and there's like a million ayahuasca retreats, as you know. So I was like searching all these different ones and I had met someone who went to one and they had nothing but good things to say about it. And I was researching and that place, like it just didn't feel right for whatever reason. And in this time I was also like still very feverishly researching like okay, how, how have people been using these medicines? People have been using these medicines for thousands and thousands mm -hmm. and thousands of years. So I'm like, I wanted to know, like, what were our, our ancestors doing? I always really connected with, like, I really connected with 
the old ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. Like, I really romanticized, like, um, well, especially, like, Native American culture that I knew about, like, when I would read about, like, the way um, people would talk about, like, the type of relationships they used to have within their community and with the earth and everything, I'm like, this makes sense to me. So I wanted to know, like, what were these people doing with these plants, with these medicines? And I came across San Pedro, Huachuma, Abacoya, and was like, Grandpa. I want to go someplace where that is going on too. Mm -hmm. um, and then the place that I picked, so they offered ayahuasca, they offered San Pedro, and they offered a sweat lodge. And the sweat lodge was like a big sell for me. I like really, that sounded... I don't know, something about it Hot. felt right. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Funny, I had the same experience, and we ended up at the same place. Um, the So tell us what happened at the retreat. Like, how how was it? What? So I got exactly what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. I got connected to myself, and um, I had a very, like, I had a very intense experience with ayahuasca where it felt like that part of me that I wanted to get in contact completely took over my body. I was walking, I was talking, I was like interacting with people, but I had absolutely no control over my body. And like my, my consciousness seemed like my awareness seemed outside of my body looking in on it. And that part that I wanted to talk to was like in control. So it was saying all sorts of stuff and it was moving and it was interacting with people. And I was, well, you got taken out. Of the yeah. Ceremony. <laughs> yeah. So I was crying a lot. Uh -huh. And at that, um, I like that they do this at that retreat center. And is we do it too. <laughs> they, I was, I was just crying uncontrollably. So they took me out of the circle mm -hmm. and a bunch of like, volunteers and a friend I had made who had a lot of experience with ayahuasca came and sat with me in a different place and let me like work through whatever I was working through. And during this experience, I was like, I could not lie. I was, everything I was saying was like, so true. I would think, I'd think about something and I would be like, do not tell them that. Like, that's embarrassing. I don't want to be that vulnerable. And then blah, 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 like it would come right on out. And all the stuff I was like saying to them, I was like, oh my God, like where did I know that from? I have no idea how I knew that. But I was like listening to all this stuff and it was like a lot of answers I was looking for. And during this time, I blurted out that like, I don't want to take that firefighter job. It is not aligned with me. I'm not about it. I have no interest in it. I'm going to go home. I'm going to sell my car. Uh, I'm going to use that money to live off of for a little bit. And I'm going to come down here and volunteer which like to my mind sounded absolutely insane. I had like a good long-term plan. It like checked all these boxes. There was a lot of safety and security in it. And I'm like, I'm going to go home and sell my stuff and go volunteer at this place. And when I talked to the place, the place was like, yeah, you'll volunteer for three retreats, like two months, that's gonna be it. And then you have to go. And my heart and the medicine and everything was telling me like, you're going to be there for a year so like don't even don't pay attention to what they say they're going to tell you you'll be here for two months you're going to be here for a year 
So it was like this big, like, stepping off the cliff and like, do I really, well, I was asking and praying for all this guidance and connection and like, I got it. So did I have the courage to listen to it? And I was really worried about having the courage to follow through. So like I got home, my, my cell phone was working again. I woke up the next morning after getting home and at like nine in the morning when the fire academy opened, I called him and said, I, I can't come, I can't. And then proceeded to hang up the phone and have a giant freak out. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you um, after an ayahuasca retreat or something like Burning Man, um, like a big transformational event, you should not make any major life decisions. Like, don't get divorced. Don't Fuck get that. married. Fuck that. Don't. Fuck that. Yeah, so... Do it. I I agree with, with you. Like, I think do it because I think if I had thought about it and waited mm -hmm. about it, I would have convinced myself all the rational reasons why I shouldn't do that. But the thing is, I was looking for something more than a rational reason. I wanted to connect to a real reason that felt right and like a, a, I don't know, like something that felt right in my heart. And when I found that I, I needed to do it quickly before all the mind gremlins came in and were like, you shouldn't do that. This is all the reasons why you should be afraid and blah, blah, blah. So um, I'm really grateful that I like went home and did it right away. So, what happened when you went back as a volunteer? Um, well, it, it was really, really great to be able to give back in any tiny little way that I could. It like, I don't know if you've, I mean, you know, you've been in the <laughs> ayahuasca ceremony, like someone giving you a blanket when you're cold or someone giving you a tissue is like, it, I mean, I'm crying thinking about it because it's like someone doing this little kindness is like a fucking miracle. You're like someone, I'm so vulnerable. I'm so like in the middle of all this shit and someone cares enough about me going through that process to like facilitate it being easier or more comfortable or whatever. And that was so impactful for me that I was like, if I spend the rest of my fucking life picking up someone's puke bucket and giving them a tissue when they need it, like, that's a life well spent and sold. Good. I can do that. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you chose a good line of work. Yeah. So you, um, you were, t you were volunteering for two months, so, but the medicine told you you were going to be there for a year. Yeah. So how did that play out? So... I, well, I got there and I immediately started freaking out about like, what have I done? I've, I've like let go of this career and all this security and stability and like, how is it going to work out? How is it going to work out? How is it going to work out? And at the same time, it was really good because I was able to sit in ceremony a lot. So like, I was able to reconnect to that place in my heart and like, okay, really like practice having faith and trust and being completely present with what was going on rather than what could go on and how's it going to work out and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I had a lot of practice, like just being present and doing what was right in front of me and doing it with the best, in the best way I knew how, with the best intentions, with the best like heart forward way. 
And during that time, doing all that, um, the people who were managing it were like, you should stay. We want more of that. And they offered me a job. And yeah, I ended up getting a visa and staying permanently. And almost... Um, and it was a really great fit for a while. And then at some point it wasn't a great fit. And the message from my heart was like, okay, it's time to leave. And sure enough, when I left, it was almost a year to the date that I was there. So yeah. <laughs> it worked out it's exactly. It's funny how the medicine tells us, gives us these messages. And our job is to trust. Mm. And so you left after a year of working closely with medicine. Can you speak to how developing a relationship, an ongoing relationship with plant medicine has impacted your life since, you know, you went to a retreat, but you continued working with the medicine and now you work as a, you know, facilitator, a coach, you help people with integration. How are, how does the medicine work in your life now? Well, it's been, um, they've been like relationships I've cultivated. I've cultivated a relationship with ayahuasca. I've cultivated a relationship with San Pedro. And through those relationships, I've cultivated an authentic relationship with myself and with the people in my lives and with everything in my life, with the food, with the water, with my sleep, with everything. It's been about like cultivating these relationships and, um, I mean, it's like any intimate relationship, right? Like at, at, well, not any relationship, but it's been very much like a, like a love affair. Like I was completely swept off my feet at first and there was this like, I was completely enamored with like, oh my God, the magic of these plants and like they can do so much and now that like it's they're still magical but it's become this like really intimate relationship like any lasting relationship changes to right it's been they've been these like huge teachers and they've been like reminders when i like i mean really i got the message right away mm -hmm. i got the message right away it was like it's here and when i'm here everything's working out and like let that be my guide and it would be wonderful if, like, I heard that message once and it was like, cool, and now I live here permanently and my heart's always my guide and I never falter and I never worry and whatever. But the reality is I spent almost 30 years of my life being programmed and trained to be up here about everything. And so through, like all through meditation and breathing exercises and art and singing and the plants, I make this trip back down here when I get lost and they remind me like what I need to be reminded of to um, what do I need to do to keep, keep adding wood to that fire that is my heart so it can be the light and the warmth as I'm walking through the world. Yeah, it's... Um... How is it, how would you say that life in the U.S. is different than when you were living at the retreat center, living in an intentional community? Like, what kind of effort and work do you have to apply around managing your 
vibration and your energy with the plants. My experience at that retreat center being around a bunch of like-minded people and like people who got that it's about being here was like before I even had the medicine, I was like, oh my God, being in this place with these people is such good medicine. Mm -hmm. Like being able to be completely authentic and like, like I loved, I loved meeting someone and being like, hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm so-and-so. How's it going? And they're like, it's going rough. I'm here because I feel like I don't know what to do with my life and this happened to me and blah, blah. And it's just like immediate authentic connection. And that felt so like relieving and beautiful and I felt so grateful to be a part of it. And as I've come back to the US, it's like the, well there every relationship was like that every relationship that was the only type of like conversation and interaction i had and here it's been like fewer and further between where i'm like connecting to people in that way and um yeah it's been i don't know it's been it's definitely been an adjustment i don't know <laughs> I don't know how to answer that really. So the theme for Thank You Plant Medicine Day this year is to share how psychedelics, plant medicine have changed or transformed your relationship. Like mm. either one relationship or relationships in general. So can you speak to how your your cultivating a relationship with plant medicine has changed your relationships in your life? Yeah, I I would say that like... The plant medicines have opened this door to like complete authenticity. I, it's like they facilitate this meeting between like my conscious mind and my soul, my true self. And that relationship can't be faked in that scenario. There's no escaping it. It's it's real and raw and authentic and there's no hiding from yourself there's no hiding from your heart like you're there and you're facing it and that felt so rewarding and real and beautiful that i have been looking for that in all my other relationships so it's transformed my relationship to myself where i it is not a want. I need that authenticity with myself. And I need that authenticity with other people. And I need that authenticity and that real relationship with everything in my life. And um, sometimes the authenticity has been like, you know, it's been like saying, oh my God, look at how, look at the truth of this relationship it's beautiful it's great it's like okay like with my with my mom me and my mom we had a like turbulent relationship when i was growing up she was really sick she had a lot of like depression and anxiety in her own dark night of the soul and it led to her trying to take her life a bunch and that impacted me in a way where I couldn't deal with it and I turned to drugs. And it was like this, 
I looked at it as this thing of like, I had to forgive her for the way she was when I was a kid and the impact it had on me. And part of the authenticity in my relationships was like looking at that for what it really was. And I went from before plant medicine feeling like in a place where I had forgived her, forgiven her for like how my childhood was. And then after plant medicine, it was like, oh my God, there was nothing to forgive. This mm. was a favor that she did. And like, she did all this, had all this growth from this time in her life. And I had all this growth from that time in my life. And like, it was a favor, a hard, heavy thing that she did and took on. And it benefited me. And it was, she did it for herself and she did it for me and for my family. And it was like, there's nothing to forgive. That is like, authentically, that was like, man, that was a heavy load, a heavy burden for her to carry. And like, I'm so grateful that she did that because it opened the door. Well, it opened the door for addiction and then the recovery and the healing that came afterwards. And then that went, I went through this whole process, which led me to plant medicine, which then led me to like having this authentic connection to my heart. So it like this thing I had been searching for my whole life and I didn't even know I was searching for it. I found it and it was because of that. So like how awesome it transformed that relationship because there was nothing to forgive. Other ways it transformed relationships were like, I was lying to myself about relationships that were inauthentic, that weren't real, that weren't fulfilling. And like shined a flashlight on them and asked like, are you sure that that's the way it really is? Like, take a look at it and be honest with yourself. And it, when the authenticity got invited into those type of relationships, it was like, okay, these relationships need work. They, some of them needed to be let go of. Some of them needed to like, I needed to change my side of the street in with them. But, and some of that was really hard. And some of that was like, uncomfortable for the other person I was in a relationship with. Like, I think specifically about like my relationship with my sister was like, we were like thick as thieves. We were on the same wavelength and the same vibration and everything was like, she was like really my best friend. And the medicine invited me to look at that and ask like, is your half of that relationship authentic? Or are you just going along with the way she wants things to be? Are you just like not rocking the boat and just whatever, just going along? And that was, that was my authentic, real evaluation of that was like, I, my side of the street there is not authentic anymore. And when I took care of my side of the street and made it authentic, it caused friction. It caused like, it didn't, it didn't vibe the same way it used to. It didn't, we don't connect the same way we used to. And that's been difficult, but it's also been authentic. It's been real. It's been, I haven't been changing who I am or like sugarcoating or like shying away from, I've been authentically myself. And that feels really good. Even though the relationship is a little more difficult, like, I know I'm being me and 
yeah, I'm, I don't know. That's been difficult, but very good. And then it's also like invited me to take a look at my relationship with everything, with, with food, with water, with like consumption, with how I use anything. And it invited me to look not only like, well, I thought my whole life has been so self-centered. It's been so self-centered where it's like, how does this benefit me? Okay, and that's as far as I'm going to think about this. You know, like, I, I really didn't, I really didn't care how it affected what else was going on. I, was I getting mine? Good. Cool. Check. Moving on. And the medicines invited me to look at, like, okay, well, like, what's your relationship with the meat you're eating? Like, how are these animals treated? And, like, do you really want to support farms that are, like, brutalizing animals and not caring about them and not seeing them as life? And the answer is no. Like, whatever I need for myself, even though it's cheaper to buy that meat, even though it's easier to buy that meat, even though it's, like, in a lot of ways it benefits me to buy that. It's, it's easier in a lot of ways. But it's not, it's not good. It's not good for the animals. So this light was shown on it. Like, do you want to participate in that? Because just because it's good for you doesn't mean it's good for everyone. And do you want to be the type of person that, like, takes care of themselves and says, fuck the rest? And I don't. I don't. I don't at all. And one of the um, biggest relationships that... And this... The medicine has supported, but really came from sitting in ceremony with like elders who have been learning from traditions passed down from time immemorial. I learned about my relationship to the water and the water is like this beautiful. Okay. When one of the common things that I realized with the medicine that I hear a lot of people say is like, we are all one life. Mm -hmm. Right? We're all one. Everything's one. Mm -hmm. And I know that as a truth. I've experienced that. So I know that's true. And the water is like the physical, for me, the water is the physical representation of that. Like for us to be able to be here, the water, we have to have the water. We belong to, to the water. We, we need it to express our bodies. The plants need it to express their bodies and life. The animals need it to express their bodies and life. And as I was realizing that it's not the water that belongs to me, it's me that belongs to the water, it's the animals that belong to the water, the water is everything with it. With the water, everything, without the water, nothing. And as I started to learn this and started to experience this and started to think about this and ask the medicine about it, I realized like, for me, that that is the relationship. If I can have a good relationship with the water, then I have a good relationship with everything going on inside of me because it's mostly water. And everything outside of me that I want to have a relationship with, if I can have a good relationship with the water and realize that it is the physical representation of the oneness of life, then I can have a good relationship with the animals, good relationship with the plants, good relationship with the people, good relationship with everything because it all belongs to the water so if i can just 
get that relationship right. So what does a good relationship with the water entail? Like, what do you mean when you say that? So I mean treating the water like it's a living being. It is. So when you say the water, you mean like all water everywhere? Yes. Okay. The lakes, the rivers, the oceans, the rain. And the, the water that comes out of our faucets. The water that comes out of our faucets, the water that is in our pipes, the water that is in each living thing. Each living thing is like a container for the water. And rather than worrying about my relationship with every individual thing in the world, if I can worry about my relationship with the water in it and realize that the water is, well, for me, the connection I've made is the water is the physical representation of divinity. It is, if I want to see, touch, hold, hear, have a relationship with God, there it is. That's it. Mm -hmm. So if I can recognize that all the plants, all the water, all the people, are all the animals, all the people that are holding this water are holding God within them, then I treat them differently. I treat them with respect. I realize that this water within me is god expressing itself then i treat myself differently and i learned that the water listens and hears and changes its structure based on the vibration that we impart upon it so the words the ways i talk to myself changes how i feel on the inside the way i talk to other people changes the way they feel on the inside the way i show respect for the animals and the plants that are holding this water like it changes my relationship with them. And what do I, what do I put in the water? How much water do I use? All of it is like, if I bring a level of respect as this is the physical manifestation and expression of divinity and I treat it as such, it like, I don't know, it's transformed the way I, interact and view the world I'm living in. So that could be as simple as not leaving the water running. For like sure. Paying attention to how much you're using, paying attention to, I mean, I know we're in Texas right now and we've had um, a big winter storm here over the last week where it's been really, really cold in lots of places and lots of snow that doesn't usually get it. So people are going without water and man, nothing will make you upset faster than not having water or power mm. and so i think you know speaking about the water it's one of the things that happens in the ceremonies is we go without water during the ceremonies and and you know so you spend several hours without having any water so when you do have it it's meant to help you understand how important it is mm. because so often we don't have we just turn it on and it's always there so we treat it like this yeah. like this um resource that doesn't have an end it's like but well, it, it is a renewable it's a renewable resource but the way that we treat it is causing it not to be so plentiful. that's okay so when i look out upon the world i'm like we are we are just taking and taking and taking and taking and we're polluting and we're destroying and it's this like incessant need to just consume. And it's a one a unidirectional relationship, right? Everything going in this way to be consumed. 
and the water has been this teacher of like it cannot go that way and be sustainable you cannot i can't just keep taking and taking and not considering like okay i'm taking what am i giving back i'm taking and when i go to return the water what's in the water how what am i doing with it how much of it am i using am i using more than i need because if everyone's using more than they need and returning it in a way that is worse off than when they received it we make a mess real fucking quick and for me that lesson has come through the water and when i've learned to like okay just take what i need make sure when i'm returning it i'm returning it in a good way i'm trying to contribute to ways where this is returned so it can be sustainable and the people who need it next can have it all of that those lessons have come through the water, but they're applicable to everything. They're applicable to everything. So like, like, okay, am I, am I consuming plants that have been farmed in a way that destroy the soil and make it unusable for the next people? Or am I consuming plants that have been farmed in a way where they're renewing the, the soil and making it better for the next people? Am I doing that with the animals or the anything that I'm taking? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's been asking me like what is your relationship with this because if my relationship with anything is just take and who cares how it is when i'm done with it well that i know when people treat me like that or i've been treated like that by anything it doesn't feel good it feels horrible so when i when i'm paying attention to all the details when i have consciousness around like okay how much of this do i need in what purpose am I using this for? Why am I taking this? How am I giving back? Will the next person find it in a good way? It's like I feel like I'm doing something about all the, um, the problems in the world. I feel like, okay, I'm doing my small little part to like contribute. You know, if like, um, if I lended my car to someone mm -hmm. and they drove it at a million miles an hour and like, you know, were treating it like shit and left a mess in there and threw all their trash in the back. When I got the car back, I'd be like, what the fuck? That's my car, don't do that. Like, I don't want to lend you anything anymore. But when, if I lent my car to someone and they like cleaned it and gave it a wash and filled it up with gas and gave it back to me, I'm like, it feels so good. Someone took care of my something and I can use it and it can last a lot longer and it's, it's a much, better way and I don't know I've, I've been taught by the water that that relationship taking care of what you have not only for yourself but for everyone else is like if if we brought that consciousness to everything that we were doing there would the problems of the world would melt away really quick and that feels relieving because there's a lot of problems in the world and a lot of them seem like, what the fuck am I supposed to do about this? But all I have to do is my little part of like making sure whatever I'm interacting with, whatever I have a relationship with it, mm -hmm. that I'm considering all those things. And when I do that, I know that my side of the street is clean. And the more people that wake up to that through these ceremonies and these teachings and these medicines, like... We're gonna have an army of people doing that, uh -oh. taking care of things uh -oh. and thinking about all the impacts for all the generations to come and 
we'll turn the tide really, really quickly. It doesn't take that long. We haven't been... We really haven't been raping and pillaging the Earth for that long. We have a short little time in history where we've been behaving like this. And in a couple generations of doing it a different way, paying attention to all those things that I keep mentioning, real change and real, real impact on the world will happen. And those same things will happen in my relationships with people, right? Like, if I'm paying attention to like, okay, how is my interaction affecting them? And what seeds am I sowing? And what, what am I bringing? What is my intention? Why am I saying this? Why am I doing this? All of that is like creating more of the world I want to see. Nice. Well, it's a beautiful way that you explain the relationship that you develop with the plants and with the water, with the people. It really shifts your perspective and your mindset. So is there anything else you want to share today for Thank You Plant Medicine Day? Any other tidbits? No, I think, um, I think getting right with myself made getting right with everything else possible. So, um, I don't know, the first step for me was like having a right relationship with myself. And when I work on having a right relationship with myself, it's easy to have a right relationship with all the living beings in my life, with all the resources in my life, with the universe and creation as a whole. And when I am in the right relationship with all those things, life feels really magical and beautiful and I feel supported by every corner of the cosmos. But it started in this corner of the cosmos. Beautiful. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today for the Psychedelic Integration Podcast. Mystical Heart Collective helps people heal with psychedelics. And we also do the work, we're doing the work with you. And one of the reasons we wanted to take a couple of episodes of this podcast to share our personal stories is so you could hear how that has unfolded for us in our own lives and how we've reached the point of being in a place where we are helping facilitate other people's hmm. awakenings and developing their relationship with these plants. And we're so grateful for ayahuasca, San Pedro, Wachuma, peyote, psilocybin, <laughs> LSD, MDMA, all of the beautiful plants and psychedelics that are able to help us have this awakening. So if you want to learn more about what we do, maybe connect with us, join our mailing list. You can find us at Mystical Heart Collective on Instagram and Facebook or at mysticalheartcollective.com. We have a 12-week online course that is called Psychedelic Integration Academy. It is an amazing, 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 beautiful thing that we have created to help walk you through this process and guide you through it and it's a perfect companion to a retreat which we are also starting to offer this summer so we would love to stay connected with you and you'll hear us next week when we are back for our next episode cool thanks thank Peace. you plant medicine <laughs>